64 Tacos Podcasts presents. Is this song good? This is episode 16. Patty Smith smells like teen spirit. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Is This Song Good? Uh, We're kind of starting a new season with a new theme here this time around. What we've decided to do is, rather than us try and find songs that none of us have heard of, uh, we've chosen to find cover songs of songs that we like um, and discuss which version of the song we like better and any other thoughts we may have on it. Uh, This time around, we're doing the... Patty Smith cover of the Nirvana song "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Um, so, what did you guys think of this one? I really liked it. Um, I liked I liked that it didn't sound very much at all like the original, which is kind of a nice switch up. Um, sometimes it's fun to hear a, um, a just like a really great version of a song you like that sounds roughly the same but slightly different. But I think it's a little more interesting when you when you just do something different with it. So like the whole, like, you know, like, you know, banjo-y country sort of like folky thing was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was interesting. I'm not, I, it, it, I think, it, okay, it's interesting. And that's kind of more important. Uh, makes it more listenable that, that she put in like a, a big chunk of her own sort of writing um, in the sort yes. of like two thirds of the way through the song. And it's really good writing. It it's, um, uh, it, so- it felt more natural to her when she was delivering it um, rather than delivering, you know, the, the sort of very simple um, phrasing from uh, from the Nirvana version. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm not yet sure whether that's, you know, helps the song or not, you know, um, because it's very different um, in sort of like the, the number of syllables and the type of descriptors used um, and stuff. But it made it feel more her own, so I think it's probably a good thing um, that that she tossed that wrinkle in. So yeah, I, I, I thought it was. I think it's it's greatest. Um, its greatest virtue is is uh, that it's a very different reimagining of the song, and I think it. What's cool about it is it sort of makes you realize that um, the the song's lyrics, the, the original you know lyrics, the the Kurt Cobain lyrics are almost a little goofy. Um, it's a little bit of a joke song with the reference to like deodorant and stuff. Um, it's not really like the, the subject matter is, you know, entirely funny or anything, but, um, but when you have someone else delivering it in a different context, it, it, it sort of makes you really think, rethink about the lyrics again, especially because she like enunciates them and makes them very clear rather than sort of like, you know, as weird Al famously sort of parodied, it's all kind of, you know, marbles in my mouth. You know, you can't tell what he's saying half the time on, on the original right. recording. But yeah, I thought it was really cool because it was very, very different. And it sort of shed new light onto the song. Yeah, um, I'm not super familiar with Patti Smith. I mean, I've heard the name and I'm sure there's some songs that she's done that I've heard before. Um, but when I was listening to this cover, 
uh, I was thinking, oh, is this like a, you know, bluegrass country band? And, and then I went and did the research and it's like, oh no, she's more punk, punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, it was definitely out there. Um, and I guess it was part of a, an album of, of covers and yep. there's a bunch of other covers on there. Um, and yeah, I also liked the, the bluegrassy country, you know, banjo, uh, feel of it. And, um, I think, I think the only thing for me that is kind of like the downside is the extended length that, that it's, it's like, uh, six minutes long. It just, it feels like it kind of goes on for too long. And, and like you were talking about the, you know, the sort of spoken word part, um, that she added in there, I could go either way. I mean, on one, on one side, I, I definitely agree with you that it, it adds like her own take to it and it's very, uh, you know, it gives it a, a different, uh, it's, it was like, she was trying to capture the essence of the, the angst, I think of, of the grunge period. Um, but on the other hand, it, it does feel like it extends it out unnecessarily and, and gives it a little too much, a little, a little too much extra space to it. So, well, and you know, I'm kind of on the fence, like, you know, what it reminds me, I'm sorry to talk again before you've no, gotten okay. in here, Dave, um, and cut you off Zach, but I, I heard a cover of, um, I don't think we're going to do this one or anything, but I heard a cover of a Rage Against Machine song by Denzel Curry, who's a rapper. And oh yeah, he tossed uh, he tossed a verse of his own into the cover, and it was like, ah, does this work? Like, it's <laughs> it's much more. It, it's this weird thing too, where suddenly a verse sounds really natural to the performer, and it makes you almost uh-huh. think about how like, the thing you weren't thinking before, which is oh. Yeah, it was a little a little bit weird when they were singing before. It didn't I didn't notice it, but now 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 I'm like, oh, well that came out really natural and then the other stuff is a little more like I don't know, it does it doesn't fit them quite as well as what as their own stuff, which you know makes sense, but I I agree. I'm I thought it was interesting cuz it was different, but I'm not sure would it be better if you just chopped that minute off, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, sort of tighten it down it might be i'd be curious to hear that edit version but anyway i I don't think it would be i think adding adding her little uh her her piece there makes it her own song and i thought it was brilliant when i first went through the song and got to that point i was like oh my gosh you know it was it had been a pretty good cover in my opinion no they they did the thing where they take she took the song made it her own um by not playing the exact same instruments and the exact same notes at the exact same time, the exact same rhythm. Um, but then on top of that, she added her own, her own lyrics, which I think is very brave and very bold um, and could easily backfire. But I think she did capture the, the essence of the song with, uh, with what she wrote in, in conjunction to the original lyrics. So I, I thought that was a very good addition mm-hmm. for, for me anyway. It makes it a really distinctive cover. So that definitely is yeah. uh, voices in its favor. Yep. So Zach, we both interrupted you now. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I was, I mean, I was pretty close to what the end of what I was saying anyway. Um, I, I think, I think what it comes down to me is for me is, um, you know, would I, I, I do like the cover. I do like what she's doing with it. Um, but would I want to listen to this over the original? I don't think so. Um, it, it's, it's not like, and, and that's partly because, you know, my bias of the original, because I grew up with that and, and oh, yeah. it has such a, a special place for me. Um, so, but, uh, well, but yeah, I, yeah, it I, smells I, like teen spirit defined our, our generation. I mean, the yeah. whole notion of 
the the song ending pretty much with oh well whatever never mind i mean that's kind of the, the mantra right. of of kids who grew up yeah. in the 90s and, and yeah. screaming it didn't quite work out yeah screaming whatever a, a denial over you know squalling guitars <laughs> and yeah yeah no right. you're right and, the, and that's the thing we should maybe talk a little about the original song too it it sort of yeah. lost a little bit of its punch over you know overexposure in it being like the grunge anthem you know at the time in yeah. 91 when it came mm-hmm. out but um it's one of those songs where like when nirvana first came out I, I, we would have been dave dave and i would have been 12 you were a little little bit younger right zach um but for you it was probably a thing yeah. you came on to as you started listening to the radio when you were you know a little bit later in the 90s right yeah, yeah. I was I was like nine or ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember the first time I heard Nirvana, it, it was like almost a little too much oh. for me because I was twelve. I was like, oh, I, I don't know. But then by the time I was like getting into high school in a year or two, then you know I was yeah. I was all in on it, and I lo- I loved I loved that. Al- um, well, you know, honestly, I didn't get that album right away. Um, it was um, I, I got In Utero, uh, Incesticide, and The Unplugged before I I got Nevermind. Um, and I think the mm-hmm. only thing negative stuff you can say about that song is that it was played so much, you know? Um, yeah. And I think it, sometimes these covers definitely... help you appreciate the original song again by hearing it in a different context. It makes you be like, oh, yeah, this is a great song. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think uh, the original is very good. Um, it, it just suffered from overexposure at, at the time. But I still think it holds up pretty yeah. well. Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of the classics. Like Zach said, it it, it defines our our generation, um, and you know the the lyrics may seem a little goofy on the on the surface, like you were saying, Dan. But if you and, and this is one thing that I liked about the Patti Smith version is you can you can actually listen to the lyrics yeah. and kind of <laughs> get a good feel for what they mean. And right. and um, nothing against Kurt Cobain; he he is an incredible. Um, performer i'm sure well i was uh i was reading some of the background uh, for like um for uh different recordings because um butch vig the producer um worked with kurt a lot Mm -hmm. kurt cobain Mm -hmm. and um he he said in like an interview that he almost could never get kurt to do a second take on on sing and vocals really um yeah so a, a lot of a lot of what you hear is just kurt doing his his thing and then yeah going off and doing something else. And so I thought that was that's, kind of interesting because yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I, um, I, and as far as this, the song title is concerned, I don't think uh, he knew, or if he did, he didn't really care that, that it was about um, deodorant. It was something that uh, another band member from like a, a punk punk band um, wrote on and spray paint or something on a wall that said that Kurt smells like teen spirit. And, uh, and he saw that <laughs> and he thought it was hilarious and loved it and, and decided to use it for his song title. Yeah. He thought it was some sort of like, um, my memory of, of the story is that he thought it was some sort of like, like, like social statement. And he was like, Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And then she was like, no, right. no, it's, you know, it's no, just deodorant. <laughs> it was deodorant, <laughs> which is, which is funny, but what's great is, you know, I'm sure he knew that before the album came out, but he's like, no, no yeah. that's great. You know, that's fine. I don't care. You know, like that. Yeah. That, that 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 captures something I'm trying to say, so I don't care. Um, but yeah, I, he Kurt Cobain loved to use like sort of like confrontational and strange like language in his lyrics. I think, and oh, I yeah. think it's, I think sometimes it can be off putting. But you know, they, Nirvana loved to be off putting. You know, they 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 weren't trying mm-hmm. to. 
I think I don't know if it was trying to fight against their their their, their massive fame, but also just built into to his personality. Um, he didn't mind just you know, in his in his guitar playing and his singing and in his lyrics. He was just like, I'm going to get right in your face. And maybe I don't know if you'll just feel uncomfortable or you'll hate this, but you're gonna you're gonna feel something. Like you're not gonna not feel something, right? So I think that's that's one of the yeah. the, the, the things that's great about that song. Uh, it is weird that that I mean it's such a hooky song that it kind of makes sense, but it is it is a little bit weird that that was such a huge hit and like sort of like the 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 first like bomb dropped and in, in like the uh, like big bomb in, in the whole grunge movement was was that song. It's just it's just really interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it's a great song and and I I do really appreciate this uh, Patty Smith version of it too. Um, it's just just for its difference in her her unique take on on something that I grew up loving so much. Like it could have very easily just been the kind of thing where no, you just ruined one of my favorite, (laughs) favorite songs from my childhood. (laughs) Um, But um, I think she did a great job with it, taking it and making it her own. Um, I mean, obviously she's a a incredible uh, musician. Um, Yeah. Like Zach said, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of hers. I don't know a ton of her stuff, but, um, she's got a long history in the music industry, so um, yeah, she's very. I, I, from what no I hear, she's she, you know she's really influential, and you know, I think um, there was another cover of hers that's kind of famous. It's the Ten Thousand Maniacs cover of "Because the Night." Um, that's probably one yes. that that, okay, that you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, she was definitely really influential, like in seventies and eighties, and like the New York scene. Um, and I've I've never really gotten into her personally, but. What's interesting too is that she made it her own by not really sounding much like herself in a way, you know, and at least what people sort of associate with her. But when she goes into her own verse, you know, it definitely you can feel the sort of it feels kind of kind of right. But yeah, I, I think overall very good because it was different. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily go choose like um, seek it out like. Um, very specifically, but if I would totally be good with tossing on a playlist and having it pop up, it'd be great on a covers playlist because yeah. it's really mm-hmm. interesting and different, but you know, a f- familiar at the same time. Yep. yep, I completely agree. So yeah, I think um, I think that now would be a good time to vote. Uh, is this song good uh, for me? Yes, it's a yes. The cover is good, not as good as the original. Probably not. I don't know that anyone would be able to cover this song and make me think it's better than the original, but I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. I would say this is, this cover is good, but uh, yeah, I probably prefer the original, but this is a very good cover. I agree. All right. So next week we're doing a song that, uh, that you pitched Dan, why don't you remind us what yep. that is? So um, the original is Al Green's uh, take me to the river and the cover is the talking heads version. All right. So look for that next week. I caught it on audio. 